This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hey guys, uh, this is Tweety. You can follow Fish Out of Water podcast on Twitter at Foopod, F-O-O-W-P-O-D, or on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Fish Out of Water podcast. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the episode. Uh, uh, uh. Check it. You are now tuned in to Fish at the Water, where comedians learn from forerunners and give honor. Tweety and Jeremiah mix it up like honor farmers, making sure everybody leaves educated like scholars. This is Fish at the Water. This is Fish at the Water. This is Hey guys, I am Jeremiah Burton. I'm Ryan Tweedy. And this is Fish Out of Water, and I've taken over the introduction um, <laughs> uh, job of this podcast since Tweedy uh, consistently uh, messes it up. So uh, I'm going to take a crack at it today. We have a great guest, uh, a good friend of Tweedy and ours, or mine. Uh, he is on the Herald team, Nomi Malone. He's just recently got on a mod team, The Audacity. You can check him out. Their first show is coming up at the end of this month, yeah? Um, he's on Characters Welcome, which is a monthly character show at UCB. Uh, Tweety, clap your hands for Kale Hills. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a two-person <laughs> round of applause sounds great. Yeah, it was almost a innovation. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that great uh, introduction. That's really good. I, I practiced think, it. I think the uh, personnel change-up... Is the right call? Yeah. You, do you think so? <laughs> I don't know. Jeremiah nailed it. He had it, it written down, and do. he still sort of stuttered through it. Did I? Tried to make it sound. I took that as trying to make it sound natural. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I took <laughs> it as a blubbering idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Tweety are good friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're allowed to be mean to each other. Yeah. The thing about introductions, it's weird, is because you don't want to. I mean, it's the first first time that uh people are going to hear the credits of this person so mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure there guys yeah page or no page in it's front of you it's an important moment and yeah. also like i run the problem of thinking that i know the person like because i do know you right yeah and i know all these things about you but i just don't know their names apparently oh for sure i do that to people all the time where i'm like hey how is this thing you were doing two years ago <laughs> going right. and like oh i've lived from uh, like a my life since then yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um we know kale he teaches our or he coaches our improv team uh super heaven great yeah. team yeah funny people uh, thank you thank some, you some mm -hmm. funny people on there and um I well, we asked Kale to be on this one because he does the characters welcome uh, show at UCB, which if you don't know is a monthly character show where how many people you guys have on? Uh, there's ten people on the team. Ten people. They write and three coaches and three coaches. We're three down directors. to we're down to two. Down, down to, to two. two. Yeah, coaches. Natalie got too busy. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. So it's so Hal great. Rudnick and Hal Rudnick and Annie Fairweather are the Fairweather. two directors right. of. Uh, of the team um although it's it's super collaborative so there's a sense in which everyone has like a, a hand in everyone's piece cool and yeah. you guys write how long five minute pieces yeah we aim for about five the format of the show is it's a monthly solo character sketch and everybody puts up uh a, a three to five minute piece oh, cool okay yeah and that's been going. That's re pretty new, I think. Yes, uh, yeah. It, it, it uh, LA at least has been running for I think a like a year or two in New York, and then the first iteration of it in LA uh, started this past uh, November. Our first mm -hmm. show was actually the day after the election, um, and uh, and it's been such a, a good experience. And I think it's like something that the theater needed to like incorporate into the lineup 
Um, so it's definitely been kind of interesting to be a part of the first version of something because there is, there is a sense in which like we're figuring it out as we're going uh, and we're getting just better mm-hmm. That's over cool. time. Well, and it's interesting, I think, because uh, UCB is sort of known for not doing characters. Like if that's the stereotype, I think, of UCB. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's smart funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Which and, isn't to say, I think character, well, I mean, to write write and perform characters, it's uh, you got to have a, a bag of skills because you have to, you're writing your own material, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're performing yeah. it, you're producing your own wardrobe and kind of, especially in this kind of setting, I don't know how elaborate you guys get with the, with the stage, um, but I'm, I'm assuming the writer has to you have to yeah, do all that it's yourself. all that's both the like uh, amazing thing about it and the challenge of it is that it, at the end of the day, you're accountable for the whole thing. And it's interesting you bring up like how involved the the like costuming or, or tech could get because it really varies from individual to individual. And that's one of the great things about the team is you'll have someone uh, like. Uh, uh, like Susan, Susan Song, who writes these really funny um, characters, and usually there's like music involved, or like uh, video, or like a lot of tech cues, um, which are so perfect. And she just makes like a world uh, that 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 you get to see this person in. Uh, and then there's people on the other end of the spectrum who are just like. Uh, just like lights up just I'm just gonna do a monologue. Right. Um, so it's really cool to see. Uh, the different ways that people approach character and like access mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And like you were saying, I think it's good for specifically UCB to be like trying to focus more attention on that kind of stuff right now because, well, just like in my experience, I guess my experience with UCB, it, it has been like you get a great set of tools like learning game and, and coming up through the improv program, um, learning how to collaborate. And then even being on a Herald team, really getting a chance to hone your voice. Um, but then there's something uh, that's like a next step that the character program, I think, is probably really helpful for, which is once you have that, what do you do with it? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you actually take that and make something that you care about and own and want people to see as opposed to improv, which is uh, a huge waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) It's a skill that you put on your resume right? and and agents and managers tell you to have it and then you never use it. (laughs) Um, uh, Except for when you go home to the Midwest. And you sort of use it in life skills and you become the <laughs> yeah. funniest person in the room. Yeah, you use your improv skills in uh, trying to explain to your Midwestern relatives what improv is. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> all right, we're going to play a game, all right? It's called Mind Meld. <laughs> yeah, and then you're explaining that. I play Mind Meld with my nephew and niece, and yeah. they every time I replay it with them, I have to re-explain the rules. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they always want to just combine the words. Like, if I, <laughs> like if I was like shoe and tomato, the next word they say is shoe tomato. <laughs> no matter how many times. How old play. are they? Uh, uh, seven and five. Okay. I think. That's fine. As long as I'm like 32. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're young. But that, that is kind of clever in a way. I mean, yeah. that's the easiest shortcut to the goal of that game yeah just combine them both yeah i guess they're not technically cheating but except that you can't say the same word twice and you just technically said the same word twice both words shoe tomato is not the same word yeah shoe 
if someone yeah if someone said like if one person said shoe and another person said horn shoehorn is its own word right Boom, Tweety okay. busted. Okay. And that's why okay. you do improv. <laughs> <laughs> so you can <laughs> d- debate yeah. how warm-ups how should function. Work. Right. Um, so did you um, move out? Are you from L.A.? No, I'm from uh, Kansas City, Missouri, originally. Oh, cool. yeah. um, grew up in the Kansas City area. Went to college in Ohio and then moved to L.A. shortly after that. Which um, Ohio? Um I went to school right outside of Columbus in a town called Granville. Okay, so uh, not like Ohio State or Ohio. No, okay. no. Uh, a small liberal arts college uh, called Denison University, uh, which is like a super chill place. I loved it. 2000 undergrad, real small, real just like community vibe. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then you moved out here in what year? Uh, 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I... Yeah, I did. Uh, I did like six months back at home after I graduated, and was truly like the worst version of myself during that time because I was just saving money and um, being like upset about being home. Uh, so I was rude to everyone, uh, and then uh, and then I came out to LA for I mean the reasons that uh, we all do <laughs> to like work in and around entertainment. Okay. Yeah. And you want to be an actor or a writer or yeah player? I um, so I uh, think of myself primarily as an actor uh, I enjoy writing uh, but writing is in my experience more of a tool and a means toward an end which is stage time right, right. Um, uh, yeah um, one of my favorite things I've ever seen you do I'm not sure what, the, what it was called which we've all pretty much established as my thing um, uh, it was the summer, it was an improv set, but you were summer camp teachers or something like that. You okay. Remember that? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, was this my team that, um, like does improv in character? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, I haven't, oh, we haven't played together in a while, but that is, I love, I love that. What team was that? Do you remember? That's uh, so that was me, uh, Tamar Stevens and Haley Hepworth yeah. and our uh, name was Emotional Roller Coaster, and the gimmick of that team was that uh, we were uh, guidance counselors mm-hmm. who uh, are performing for high school students uh, at like an assembly, uh, and we would do um, like uh, just everything through that lens. So we would like pause scenes and have like teachable moments, and mm. like uh, just use like really guidance counselor like <laughs> language um oh thank you so much uh i'm glad you enjoyed that that yeah. I, I love i love that that was and it was fun because that's one of the first times i've seen in, in like an improv gimmick work mm. it doesn't work all that often like hip-hop penguin obviously is one that was exactly who we had in mind when we were putting that team together mm. um because because uh, uh, they are, I think, a great example of, like, the uh, the gimmick is in service of the funny right. instead of um, being, like, a one-note joke. Right. Which is tough. That's Yeah, that's tough. Um, the Resistance is another one, I think, that does it really well. Oh, I don't know if I've seen them. What do they do? Uh, it's an, it's, uh, uh, maybe it's not quite the same thing, but it's, like, an action movie. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Um, I do know them. I yeah, just yeah, didn't yeah. remember the name. Yeah. yeah, they're very funny. Did you guys form out of a class? 
like that we you did were? meet oh. each other in a class Haley Tamara and I were in uh, an advanced study uh, taught by Will Hines that was mm. an organic Herald advanced study and is I think my favorite class I've ever taken um, uh, and then yeah when the class was over we were looking for a reason to keep playing together yeah yeah that's cool yeah Tweety's right a lot of those gimmick kind of uh, improv teams fail i don't know why that is but i think, I think a lot it's... of times oh go ahead sorry no 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 you go I, was, I think a lot of it is because it's young younger teams that do it because they they just want to do something different because they're bored of the herald oh and for so sure they're like let's do okay we're all let's all do astronauts and then it's like they really only have like three references they just make in every show i'm yeah i'm very guilty of that i've always been the person on a team even on my first herald team i was they, like we did um we did uh, organic edits only, uh, and I was like, <laughs> uh, I pushed hard for that. Just because, yeah, because you get excited about the possibilities and want to see what you can do, mm-hmm. um, which I think is also kind of true in uh, in a different way in sketch and writing, mm-hmm. where like you can get really excited about uh, the like shiny part of an idea without thinking about like what how to sustain it sustaining funny is really hard it's probably the hardest part yeah yeah Yeah. i think so yeah because you can know why you can like something can be funny but you have to understand how and why it works to be able to manipulate it and use it and then how to keep it fresh yeah exactly yeah yeah all that stuff like stay one step ahead of the audience Mm -hmm. surprise them but make them feel like they're coming along with you so yeah i guess i if i had to guess why emotional roller coaster and hip-hop penguin uh, or the resistance like work from an audience perspective it's because we were still just doing improv and then using the gimmick as like just a bonus I think. Yeah, you have to fundamentally be good at improvising, I think. Yeah. Do you think that any of that translates over to, like, character writing? Um, uh, Wait, which which part of it? Yeah, maybe that was a hard question. Well, it could be. Are you talking about, like, how Second City, they improvise? Like, did you ever take any of the sets that you were in as a character and put that up as a... You know, no, we didn't, but one uh, area... uh, that I have done exactly that. So uh, Haley Haley Hepworth, uh, uh, who was on Emotional Roller Coaster with me and on my first Herald team, Dunk Tank, is someone that I really enjoy collaborating with. And we put up a, a show at UCB for six months um, last year called Sun Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a sitcom uh, that was fully scripted, but... Th- uh, and was a new episode every month, but the way that it functioned was we would write an episode outline uh, and then have rehearsals with all of the cast in character, and then we would script from uh, from that improvisation. Oh, cool! And I have also started to. Um, I think it's I think it's good that Second City like teaches you to think that way, because that's been a lesson that I've been learning recently. Where like. Uh, 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 a couple characters that I've done have just come from thinking back to Harold's or something and being like, Oh, that character was so fun to play. Why would I just abandon them in that moment? Mm-hmm. I can like scoop them out and turn it into something. Right. Do you think so as a, um, like 
as a as a person who writes his own characters what's the in going back to like what's the end goal of doing that kind of show do you want to i mean it's great because you're on a team and you're putting up characters and getting stage time but do you want to kind of formulate that into like your own one-man show and develop something like right that? yeah that what, what is the for? like why why do that version of it i think what i i think it kind of loops back to something i was touching on already which is just the idea that uh in my experience at ucb so far that i've gotten uh such a gift of being able to hone my voice um and now i need to be able to package it and present it to people and the Mm -hmm. only way that you can do that is by owning some material and characters is uh for me a a fun way to do that because uh um uh, because i'm greedy and selfish and uh so it's just me and i get to own everything um so yeah i think like when i think about it it, it's honestly it's uh it's both as simple as saying uh, I want to have stuff that I can perform anywhere at the drop of a hat. Like if a slot opens up at any venue, mm-hmm. I have material. Like material. a stand-up. Yeah, like exactly. Have, yeah, it, without, basically it's uh, how can I uh, do stand-up without doing stand-up. For sure. And then oh, just on the other side of it, like submitting tapes for like uh, uh, more career-oriented stuff like right. JFL. Did anyone on the uh, yeah. character uh, team submit for JFL or in the prelims? I know they're doing those right yeah, now. Yeah, those are ongoing right now, um, and I don't honestly know. Hmm. Um, yeah. I submitted something. Did you? I did. What did you submit? Uh, they have a weird submission thing. At least, mm-hmm. I don't know if it changes if you do it through your manager or agent, but mine, I just self-submitted this year, and it... It was dumb. If you, I think a word of advice, you should always have your manager or agent submit you for some of those things because right. I think they have more weight because they kind of pitch you a little bit. If you self-submit, you're just in the pool of the kajillion people across the across the globe that are submitting. Yeah. But it's like, I think it's six to seven minutes, uh, characters, no cuts in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So I took a video because uh, they had some like SNL prelims last year at I.L., um, that I, I use that tape for, but you know, yeah, I think, uh, there's like, there've been a few things like that, even, um, that, that characters are, are so useful for just like, just little projects here and there where they're like, send us, send us a character reel. So we want to see that. Have you ever done stand up? I have done stand up um, a handful of times. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a really funny experience with stand up last year, in my opinion, um, maybe it's not actually funny, um, where we'll be the judge. Of that. Yeah, please, yeah. please advise. Uh, so I had, I've done a, I had done a couple open mics in, uh, in my life. Uh, and it was fine. I don't like, uh, the experience of, um, uh, how much stand up relies on like your personal point of view and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I like, you know, not being myself. Um, but what happened last year was I, I was in a college humor video. Uh, the place I went to college saw it, reached out to me and they were like, Oh, it was like great, great video. Uh, super funny. We were wondering if you and the other college humor people 
want to come do a welcome week show. So I had to explain to them that although I was in a college humor video, <laughs> I'm not a representative of the organization yeah, right. College Humor. Uh, so they were like, okay, uh, thanks anyway. And I thought that was the end of it. And then they looped back uh, a couple weeks later and they were like, all right, we got the college humor people. Uh, now, if you want to do a 15 minute set, we still have a space for you. Oh, wow. Uh, and I did not have 15 minutes of material, but of course, of course I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do Take that. Take whatever opportunity. Uh, yeah. And it was great. And it was really fun. And it was, um, it was a big difference between when I had done stand up previously. Like in LA? Um, yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, I think just because, uh, uh, I had like a personal reason to do it. Right. It was really satisfying. Yeah. That's, uh, I did, I'm terrified of stand up. We've talked about this before. It's mm -hmm. one of those things that I'm greatly in fear of yeah. <laughs> being on stage by myself. And it's, uh, I, I read this book and it was like, if you fear it, then that means you have a calling towards it. So you should go and tackle it. Right. So I wrote a character for, I'm in Hal's 201 character class. And yesterday we had a show. Oh, great. And so I wrote a character doing stand up, and it did really great. So now I feel like I'm halfway there between, <laughs> yeah. between being myself on stage versus being someone else who's doing stand-up. I will say in my experience as well that you're probably more than halfway there because I think so stand-up has this reputation uh, for being really difficult, right? Mm -hmm. um, and rightfully so um, because it's just pure, like it's purely writing. Um, but I think something that's interesting about stand-up and the reason that it is perceived to be so hard and the reason that it takes so long to be good at is because you are learning to, if you're starting stand-up and that's the first comedy that you've done, you're learning to be funny in a vacuum, mm -hmm. totally by yourself. And if you have other ways to learn about, it's much easier, I think, to learn to be funny through improv where you're collaborating and mm -hmm. getting like live real time feedback and seeing what's working in, in a way that is just, you generate more, uh, and you fail more. Um, but you move through it faster. Mm -hmm. I think if you come to stand up after, like in your case, after you've done some sketch, uh, or similarly for me, like when I came back and did that set at my college, it was much easier than any time I had tried to do it with, uh, without an, another way into it. Cause you're, you're now you're already funny. Now you already know how to write for yourself. You know how to write a joke. Right. So you just have to package it differently. And you know how to be on stage. Like that's half yes. the battle is being yeah. able to like feel, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, when you bring that up, even yesterday, I'm not one of those guys when I've done stand-up in the past that I, no matter how much I rehearse a joke or write it and, like, refine it, I always want to improv and, like, because it's mm -hmm. such, like, you feel the room, so you have to, like, you know, like, either work out the silences or, you know, kind of work with the room in a sense. You yeah. Know? So I've never once been able to write a whole set and do it exactly how it, how it goes. I'm always kind of, like you know kind mm -hmm. of like riding the wave of the, the feel of the room which i think i don't know like whenever i watch stuff about the great stand-ups they're like precise you know like 
every word, every, every, every syllable matters and every delivery matters. Like it's such a precise kind of art, or at least that's how it seems to me. Yeah. I I think it's like, uh, I think it's both, right? Like I think, uh, in any live performing art, it's, it is a conversation with the audience and you do have to, you have to, you have to be precise in the material that you're presenting, but you have to do it in a way that tricks them into making it feel like it's a mutual discovery, which it sounds like you have in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I want to go out there and fucking kill it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, should we, should we try the new, the new, uh, yeah, let's explain what we're going to do now. Okay. This is a new insert, uh, soundtrack here (laughs) Uh, which we haven't made which we haven't made we're gonna make some transition piece but me and tweety are trying something new this week and kind of moving forward we're gonna um we're gonna we're gonna pitch we have all we thought about it we have all these great wonderful minds at our disposal (laughs) disposable at our disposable yeah use me um so at our disposal yes um so we figure why not we um uh figure out some some funny ideas and kind of pitch on it like like it would be a writer's room like we have a half idea and we can kind of try to formulate uh uh maybe a one-page sketch out of this and then further along evolve it into something that's uh, a full-form sketch right so we'll have you pick a number one, two. I don't know how many do we have here. I think we have ten. No, we have more than that. I think we have just for sake. Let's say ten. Okay. Pick a number between one and ten. That's going to correspond to different prom or different kind of uh, way that we will pitch on a topic. And let's take out organic sound and movement because that's only funny. <laughs> is a, that's only fun. That's literally a bit that we yeah. have, but it's only funny is a bit, and it gives it way too much opportunity to pop up. Yeah, it's so not. Funny. <laughs> the original idea is we have to build a wheel. And, um, you know, spin a wheel and depending on whatever right. it gets, that's what we're going to use to create ideas to then pitch off of. And this small little sliver will be organic sound and movement, which might get hit. <laughs> like if you might get hit like once every million times, but <laughs> yeah. if, we, if you give it like a 20% chance, like, I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. too much. Yeah. So, so okay. I'll okay. So I'll pick a number. Yeah, pick uh, a number. I'd, I'd like to pick number four. Okay. One, two, three. Oh, great. We already talked about this. Love, hate. Oh, love hate. Oh, yeah. cool, okay, cool, great. Cool. Yeah. Oh no. Okay, I'm yeah. intimidated now. No, it's okay. Okay. Uh, so we'll do this. Um, t- Tweety, you explain this because I don't okay. know exactly. Everyone does it a little differently. Um, I think this is. I don't. I've never heard of love hate, but I think what this is is basically the rant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's we're gonna get a suggestion. And we're gonna go off of that, and it's basically an improv opening or warm great. up or whatever. Um, and we're just going to generate some ideas. Uh, by saying I love this and then telling us why you love it or I hate mm-hmm. it and then so when someone else has an idea they're just going to jump in and, and take over and just keep going back and forth like that for like I don't know what two minutes two minutes cool cool two yeah. minutes yeah. should we'll, be enough we'll pluck the funniest one that we want to yeah. pitch on more yeah pitch on we'll pluck a bunch of them okay yeah. pitch on them all and great yeah see what we got Ran- um, random word insert computer yeah. sound now all right should i just go with the one that's up or should i actually select one do a new one or just do a fresh one okay fresh one coconut uh i don't think that's actually how you spell coconut though <laughs> how's it spelled is it oh maybe that's like, like uh, yeah maybe that's like what cocoa actually comes from because oh, that's maybe. not coke i think that's cacao nut yeah cacao nut I guess that's it. All right. Uh, cacao, <laughs> cacao nut. Uh, yeah. 
Um, uh, cow nut makes me think of coconut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how you got there, but okay. Yeah, you don't see how I got there. And I, I hate, I hate coconut because I think its primary use is to like sweeten things up. That like I, I, I okay. I feel like the food industry just puts coconut in stuff just to say it has coconut in it. I don't think coconut. One, I don't like the taste of it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't, I hate when stuff, it ruins, I have, I have a granola bar that I love and they just started putting coconut in it and I won't eat it now because I fucking hate coconut. And it's just like, it, it was fine before. Why change it? You know? Right. I hate how, uh, um, when you buy candy, it's like banana flavored or coconut flavored or cherry flavored or whatever, but it tastes nothing like the thing that they say it tastes like, like a banana Jolly Rancher. Right. Well, bananas doesn't make Jolly Ranchers, but like a banana <laughs> taffy. Does it taste like banana? It tastes like yellow candy. Those are good though. Yeah, they are great. Yeah. but don't call it, like it. Don't call it banana. Yeah, like we could just have. It could just be like its own thing, right? Like yellow candy. Set someone up for disappointment by telling them they're gonna experience something <laughs> that they're not going to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I love uh, uh, candy. Um, <laughs> and I uh, I was just thinking about this yesterday when I took a lift at like seven in the morning and there were jolly ranchers there and i got mm. so excited to have one even mm-hmm. though it was like a gross time to have candy <laughs> uh i just love when like candy shows up where you don't expect it to and yeah. it's just like a nice little <laughs> like pleasant moment <laughs> just creates like a space <laughs> i guess it's my version of i don't know like a meditation or a gratitude <laughs> list. yeah <clears throat> it's like um uh, uh, when you're a kid and you go to the, the doctor's office, like there's that, the, the surprise of, Oh, you get candy after this. Yeah. So this is going to be yeah taking an experience that would be terrible and right. just being like, well, and an Uber drive could be that as well. Yeah. There's been many Uber and Lyft drives that I've been in that I've been like, well, this is it. This is how I'm going to die <laughs> at the at the hands of this stranger driving his personal car from my place to the airport. Like uh, candy or not candy, you know. It's we. I always think about though, like you know, they have the water bottle, the bottles mm-hmm. of water. Yeah. I always think of that scene from I think it was Slumdog Millionaire where they just put tap water in a bottle and then super glue back on the cap. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I feel like that's what Uber drivers do. Ooh, I hate that. Yeah, that reminds me of something that I hate, which is like people having opinions about water, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess is like it maybe makes more sense in a in LA or somewhere. But I, I for sure I have a filter on my faucet, and I'm like that should be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know just the idea that water tastes different or yeah there's all these brands that use buzzwords like kind of like in the way that you were saying people use coconut it's mm-hmm. like i don't care i don't care i hate when like a buzzword for water is like island mm-hmm. like i feel like if you read island on a bottle of water that you're like oh that's gotta be some good water like but it's like island filter it's like water. an ocean water at that point yeah right? yeah well yeah i guess yeah. right yeah yeah all right uh, we good? Um, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yes. Great. All right. So from that, let's puck the funniest things. The... Um, yeah, I like the idea of, uh, I think, uh, I like the ideas of uh, uh, candy, like just uh, being so excited, like maybe being on like a, I don't know, like a Alcatraz tour and then just the whole time just wanting candy. Like, mm-hmm. when, do we, when do we get the candy? 
I like a, a a guy turning into a kid at the sight of candy or at the, you know, it's almost like he uh, he's with his wife and they're uh, at Home Depot and he sees a Jolly Rancher on the floor. <laughs> he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like it doesn't matter where the candy is or what it is, he'll eat it. Yeah, it's a little different, but. Yeah, yeah. This is something my uh, uh, my Herald team used to do the rant, and something that was always really hard about it, in my opinion, was like transferring an opinion to uh, unpack like the entire worldview. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting, because I think that's well, yeah. I, okay, so this, that's like kind of how I um, approach things. Is like who is the person who has that opinion? Right. Like, what do they, what's their outlook? What's their life like? Yeah. 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 So like, yeah, the Alcatraz thing is funny because I think it has to do more with like the, like contrast of the experience and the Home Depot thing is funny, I think, cause it has more to do with someone just like being truly happy, mm. which we don't allow ourselves. To do. <laughs> so that's funny, right? Yeah. I don't know which one I think is funnier. Um, what, what other, what other, were there other things in there to unpack? There was um, the, uh, hatred of coconut, mm-hmm. which yeah. I, I think just the idea of somebody, I think there's a way to emotionally heighten hatred of mm-hmm. things that like the idea of just like hating coconut is funny. Yeah. It may be overdone cause it may be something else, but there's something there. Maybe like, a um, a guy who gets Halloween candy and then like, like a uh, mounds or something and then just goes back and knocks on the door and is like, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Uh, did you give this to my kid? It's like treating it like it's trail mix. Yeah. You know, like, or uh, like it's a, like it's arsenic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Stop yeah. trying to make it healthy. I like to imagine the moment. Cause you were talking about like a brand of granola bar or something that you enjoy that you no longer enjoy. Um, uh, just that moment, I think like the first encounter with the new product and like your own personal falling out with mm. the granola bar in that moment. Mm, yeah. Like, what is it for you to realize that the granola bar you thought you knew has betrayed you? <laughs> right. I could see someone, I could see like, so someone, you know, they're getting ready for work and they're running out the door and they're opening their, their bar and they eat it and they taste the granola. It, literally spills out of their mouth and they immediately go get like yellow legal paper dear cliff bar (laughs) yeah oh that's funny like a really thoughtful yeah yeah i was late for work today but i had i don't think yeah i think i don't think this guy's gonna make it to work (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's gonna spend the next he's gonna get fired his wife's gonna leave him by the end because he's just too which is probably what he needs anyway because i think what this granola bar is for you or like this guy is like that's his one that's probably like his one happy thing yeah probably like because uh, i think that's something that's funny to me about um like dads dads are always funny mm-hmm. dads like sacrifice so much and they like yeah they they like get up they go to work they drop the kids off at school but at least they can have that granola bar that mm-hmm. they <laughs> like yeah. this is my one thing yeah and if that's ruined then their whole fucking day is <laughs> shot yeah that happens with me actually <laughs> like that is on my way to work i enjoy this 
I don't eat anymore. I've had to move on to a different bar, but I do enjoy, it's like a cliff bar and I literally love that thing so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have no clue why. It's just one of the like, well, it's comfort like, it's things. like ritual, right? Yeah. 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 Habit and ritual are super satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and to have that structure taken away from you is devastating. Yeah. Um, also mm-hmm. just to jump to another idea now, cause we feel like we've beat that one up. Uh, a water connoisseur might be funny, like a yeah. wine connoisseur, but for oh. water, like okay. literally just eight glasses of water. And then they all, this is a, uh, this is a good one I think to talk about because something you were mentioning earlier, uh, is like, uh, uh, sketches or like framing devices, um, or like mapping scenarios that Can we you feel like we framing. Oh yeah, basically just like mapping. It, 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 it's just like uh, I mean it the same way as mapping. As far as like, how do we want to? How do we frame the water? We're framing it. it, it so in the case of like a, a, a water sommelier, we're framing it as like uh, an upscale luxury, okay. like indulgence. Right. Um, but th- I feel like uh, like sommelier, like treating. Uh, like blank sommelier uh, is one that I've seen a lot in like coaching improv. Oh yeah, that's funny. Um, which is, I, I just think that's so interesting because it is funny. It's like a great idea. That's a great idea for mapping. But, uh, uh, but I wonder, yeah, I'm curious about this one. Cause like what, okay, what do you, yeah. What do you do with it? Right. Well, and that's the thing is, um, it, part of the reason I think, like intervention sketches, that's a big. Like, that's what uh-huh. we talked about earlier yeah. a little bit. So, inter- the reason there was so many intervention sketches was because it worked. Yes, yeah, and they were. That's the thing they had. They, everybody was doing them because everybody that did them got big laughs. Mm-hmm. So then everybody else was like, "Oh, we got to make the intervention about uh, the guy that uh, they eats too much pizza or whatever." Yeah, um, and then they just got played out, and everybody could start predicting the beats because they got yeah. kind of paint by number. So that's sort of the issue, I think, with those. Yeah, I think that's the challenge with any mapping sketch is uh, it works because uh, it gives the audience, like, the clearest formula possible. Like, here's this thing you know already, and then we're subbing out specifics. Um, But the thing that makes that very hard is is that fact that they know it so well, it becomes harder and harder to surprise. And for Mm -hmm. a sketch team, if this is your first pitch and Mm -hmm. everybody's doing them now, by the time that show, even though it might be fresh when you write it, it'll be a month before anybody sees that sketch. Mm -hmm. So it might. So that's another trick, I think, too, in writing sketch. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Timing it. Timing it. So, okay, well, so let me ask you this. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. So let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think I've seen that sketch. So what's... But I'm not saying it's not worth doing. I well, just think... Is there a way to re... Is there a way to then re-sort of... Um, yeah, how do we, like, pivot shift, a little bit right. so that it's familiar territory? I guess... Um, uh, I guess it's a couple things, um, uh, and the way that it I would probably... F- find easiest to navigate is to understand uh just like a little bit deeper about why it's funny so treating water the same way that people treat wine is like in general funny because we know it's uh just water it's just water but like why is that funny 
Mm. Because there's the so many so different. Smug, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's either a personal thing or um, the type of person who's doing it. Yeah, right, is funny or the the fact that there's so many different selections of wine and people have such strong opinions about them. Mm-hmm. So with water, there's. I mean, say you go into. There are a lot of bottled waters, right? Right. But not nearly as many bottled types of bottled water as right. there are types of wine right but if you blow it out so what like two buck chuck what is two buck chuck in water Mm -hmm. is it just like is it just dirty water or is it water that's so clear that they can't believe it's two bucks like what kind of wine does a frat boy drink as opposed to what kind of wine does like donald trump drink right yeah yeah yeah. like there's yeah that's one way to blow it out i feel i feel like that is kind of true like all the like fancy people I know drink Fiji water, right? Or Voss that I drink, it is, yeah, it is. I drink Arrowhead, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, right. or when I was in Florida, Zephyr Hills, or like it's the cheap shit. Cause yeah, so care. that's interesting that it sounds like the uh, like the smugness mm-hmm. is something that is funny, and I think another thing that I always try to like another question I have about this premise is um, like are are they uh, because I think we need to know, and I think the audience needs to know, like what is true. Uh, so, are these people right? Mm, interesting. Like, are they in this in the reality of this sketch? Is it tr- is it true that wine water is as like nuanced and good as mm. wine? If it isn't, let's say that the, let's say that it's not true. Mm-hmm. Then does that change the joke? Yeah, I think so because. Yeah, right. uh, then it's the world straight manning someone who's unnecessarily smug as opposed to um, uh, uh, playing in the reality of uh, people. Then, then, I don't, then I don't know what the new... If it is true uh, in the world, then I think there's another point of view we need to work in. What if the, wa- like, what if the water is or like a different so that's i'm trying to think of what are other framing ways of of playing this this person is it could it be um like a husband and wife where the husband refuses to drink tap water based off of some kind of you know like i don't know made up scientific data and so you know his wife puts him through a taste test or like test him you know, yeah, or even keeping it like uh, a little closer to uh, like the original world of wine uh, and like the idea of class. I can imagine a couple that like either like out to dinner mm-hmm. and like uh, uh, the like say the husband selects the wrong bottle of water to pair with the dinner (laughs) and that's probably if they're coming from different class experiences that's probably a tough moment for the wife to to deal with or maybe they're not married yet and Mm -hmm. and this is a realization for her of like how different they actually are or it's two different couples right yeah they've come and they've asked you know i don't know if that makes it any better you drink because you would drink arrowhead with a burger but you would drink like that Voss water, whatever it's called, like yeah, the big with tube a fillet. with the filet. Yeah, yeah. But you would drink Fiji with salmon. Yeah, and so okay, so I think that's yeah, that's how um, uh, 
So pairing it, so it's not only the wine taste alone, but it's the food that it goes with. And I think that answers to me the question of like, how do we play this game in a world where it is true? Because then the thing that's actually funny to us is uh, this this guy or this couple, if it's like a double date, not fitting into a world over an ultimately arbitrary distinction. Mm Mm-hmm. But still, somehow, the same game as as Water Connoisseur. Right? I mean, it's ultimately the same game because you're making the same moves, but you're hiding it. I think that... I don't know if I think that it is quite the same game because I think... um, I think game... I think it has the same symptoms. And when I... uh, say that i mean like the moves right like mm-hmm. uh, that are generated are the same but they're originating from a different philosophy and a different emotional okay. space and That's i think that that is essential to a complete description of game right it's a different uh, character in a sense like yeah. a sommelier whose main purpose is to oh, i don't know what a sommelier i don't know what their i mean i'm assuming their job is to taste wine and then right? they learn about all the different like berries they have to like right yeah that's 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 tannins. like professional Tan- dirt tannins think, is a word i know and about they, wine. they use dirt a lot I think yeah that's a part of it versus like, an amateur who is just a person who knows some uh, somewhat about it knows what food they like you know so it's a different kind of even then there's a class level but that's a way that you could even heighten it you could then have a sommelier come in at the end you know at, at this dinner and yeah. be like you know, or someone at a different table, um, like one up the person who was shitting on the person who liked this bad water. Yeah. 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 I think the version of it that's maybe the most exciting to me is like a couple, Mm -hmm. like a double date, uh, uh, or like at someone's home or something. And it's like revealed that this, uh, man or the couple are like, don't, belong because then you can because i think my favorite like beats to hit in a sketch or in a scene are like emotional moments and i think then you can like do the who's afraid of virginia wolf stuff Mm -hmm. really easily so maybe this is the night he's gonna propose to her yeah and that could be a great heightening moment too and there's got to be a way like he brings out the ring in (laughs) in a water in a in a in a a glass of like they put they put it in yeah sometimes right like he brings it out in water and it's like yeah yeah um and that opens i think that like having knowing that point of view like if it's about the uh say it's that proposal scene and it's like the wife or the affianced i don't know the woman uh if it's about the woman um uh like grappling with the fact that her husband is a won't fit into her social sphere then that opens up so that we don't just have to hit water moves if we don't right. want to. Right. Yeah, I like that. Me and Tweety were talking about this before. Like, uh, well, you were here as well. We just weren't recording when we were talking about There are some games or some sketches where you can play the same beat over three beats and not have to change a lot of stuff. Just like, heighten it. You just heighten it, but it's not even that you necessarily... Well, you, you always have to heighten, right, at some point, but you don't have to... Uh, change the world or change everything you can heighten emotionally you can heighten right right? is that you're getting at yeah well what i'm saying is like you stick to water is 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 the fact that you have this water connoisseur can that be 
can you play that over three beats? Like, is that mm -hmm. a strong enough thing that you can then play over three beats? Or is the personality of the person, like they like this type of water. That means if this is true. What else is true? They also like this type of furniture or they like this kind of X, Y, Z. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it varies from sketch to sketch and it's such a interesting question. I think st so sticking in the premise of, uh, like, a woman has difficulty accepting a proposal um, based on the realization that her future husband drinks the wrong kind of water. Um, I think that I would want to stay in that a little bit because that's already such a heightened move. Like mm -hmm. that's starting in a really heightened place. Mm -hmm. um, and to hit like more world mapping moves would maybe be moving through it too quickly right. and i want to see like uh, and i also want to feel like they're real people so mm -hmm. i think like exploring that for a while is important but i do think yeah i don't know but that's it, my initial gut reaction yeah, it's, that. it's so it's so different that you can the audience will be able to not sit through it but they'll be able to be like okay, we can see more of this. We don't need to necessarily, it's not so, it's not so subtle from the beginning that, right? That. Yeah. 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 It's opposed to being like, um, trying to think of like a, almost like a real game, like a barely height, like something you could actually see somebody doing in real life at a restaurant. That's like crazy, mm -hmm. like a weird, but you've seen variations of it. And then it's like, how do you heighten that without going to crazy town? You almost have to switch. So if he does this to this, he probably does this to this and then this to this. Right. Is, yeah. that, is that kind of what you're thinking? Is that your... Yeah. I think if we start in a place that's closer to reality, you have more room to hit, to have your subsequent game moves be like totally different things. Right. And maybe it's... Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm always trying to wrap my head around this so I can make these... I like ch make these changes in my head later for different sketches, right? So does it feel like maybe because it's a point of view sketch mm -hmm. in one and a mapping in the other, one lends itself more to staying in the same world and one doesn't? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. If the if the if the sketch we want to write is about this like woman's point of view, then most of the fun is going to be in unpacking her point of view. But if the sketch we want to write is just a world where like people like closer to the like wine tasting right then there's probably going to be more fun in the specifics okay and the premise and then going back to what we were talking about with the wine connoisseur yeah and you like i like the word you use symptoms instead of moves i think that's interesting so if the the premise ch changes they're two mm -hmm. two different premises yeah but the moves are basically in the same world yeah they'll like look the same um uh in a lot of cases i think or like the specifics that we pull from will be the same in a lot of cases but how we get there and why they matter so the will things be that make you laugh mm -hmm. will be the same but the manner to set up the joke is different i think so and i think they'll make you laugh for different reasons ultimately yeah yeah that's su like, super interesting to me kind of nerdy like like in my head i feel really nerdy but that kind of got my interest. yeah well i think that's something that's so like uh uh interesting about comedy in general is like the moments that we laugh are the release 
and really don't matter as much. Like we could map, like I, I was kind of referencing the fact that I've seen this like, uh, like mapping sketch before, like it could be, it could just as easily be candy instead of water. It could be someone who like treats candy, uh, the same way that people treat wine, uh, or, uh, like even something that's not edible. Like it could just as easily be books. Like Mm -hmm. people treat books like they treat wine. Um, yeah, I think like, I think if you were to, maybe it's more, I don't know, unique or uh, creative. If you were to say, uh, like the book thing, that's 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 so far. Like water and wine, kind of. There are people I think out there truly think there's different taste in water. Right? Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Cra- crazy people, right? Uh, like you, uh, <laughs> not like you, because you don't. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> it is what it is. Like my older roommate, I me and him used to argue about this yeah. all the time. I think we yeah. talked about this in rehearsal before. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So, so, but things that are not edible, I think is a good, like someone sniffing a book, like they would sniff a wine is super funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like treating like this is a vintage 1915, uh, original copy of mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then he smells it. Yeah. Like, like mapping that over, like I could, I think I would watch that more well, than a, because it's so crazy. So, and then you could, uh, the funny thing, and this might just be my brain, but the funny thing is, is that you actually could end on him putting a book in a glass and trying to stir it. <laughs> oh yeah. You know they're like, cause it's, it lends itself to that. By the end of that sketch, oh. they're ripping the pages out and like shoving them in their mouth for in sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that is, that's interesting because like we were saying in general, the challenge with mapping sketches is how do you surprise people? It's easier to surprise people in that case because it's, so markedly different mm-hmm. yeah. from the thing that we're treating it like. Right. And I think the water and wine might be too close for that. And that's why you, oh. you're like, all right, I, I, I know where this is going. Cause if this was a mm-hmm. real wine sketch, I know where it would go. Right. You know, but if it's a book, like you, I think a surprise, yeah. Would be you ripping pages off, sticking them in a glass and then funneling them in your mouth to mm-hmm. taste them. Like that's craziness. Right. You know, and people might not see that. Coming, yeah. Yeah. That's great. See, that's the thing about mapping that I personally find is the most challenging, but also the most rewarding is can you lead the audience along this path and then at the end throw them a loop that also gets a laugh or that gets your best laugh because mm-hmm. they're not expecting it. You know, they're fault. They're, and I think by that time in the sketch, they're invested enough to where they, they're, they believe everything up to this point, and then you can kind of pull the rug out from them and go a different direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's I think, the challenge in general mm-hmm. uh, is, like, how do, you get, how do you get the audience to feel like they're right there with you, but you're simultaneously one step ahead of them? Mm-hmm. I guess it was all sketch type, not just mapping, of course. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but that's it's really clear and easy to see in that case. Right. Um, yeah, because we, yeah. we have an easier way of knowing what their expectations are yeah. i think so so how about this um mm-hmm. we're still sort of figuring this out as we go along what if we take mm-hmm. these now mm-hmm. and we're gonna go we're gonna write take whatever maybe write one or two or three mm-hmm. um one pagers yeah. and we'll bring them back next week next week we'll get a uh get a uh we'll do yeah that's a good exercise anyways as can you put a game on the first page yeah so we'll practice that exercise cool get, we'll bring get that the back. game on the first page and then um 
hopefully we'll have a couple sketches out of this and kale if you would grace us with maybe coming back and yeah, 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 that'd be yeah. Great. we're gonna that'd do something with them yeah, yeah. Cool. um okay great so uh next we're going to uh we're gonna do what we always do because it's still my one of my favorite parts is uh kale is going to critique because he he's on characters welcome and he does character monologues as a i guess i don't know uh his profession. That's what he does <laughs> as his profession. Mm-hmm. He's a professional character <laughs> yeah, 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 monologist. Yeah. Um, he is Jim Carrey from In Living Color. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, um, and uh, so, yeah, we're going to do one of those real quick. Let's do it. Great. Okay, so this character is Superintendent Jacobson. Um, probably not the greatest name for it. Uh, Superintendent Jacobson stands at a podium and addresses uh, like a PTA meeting. Okay, cool. Okay. I want to start my time by saying thank you to the city council for giving me an opportunity today to speak and also Mayor Chambers of Des Moines for meeting me at my CrossFit gym for a better understanding of my plan moving forward. As some of you know, I do train in CrossFit. I don't want to be one of those guys that talks about it all that too much. Or how, uh, However, it is a good exercise regimen, and if you want to know more about it, just ask me later. Uh, as you know... I have been working diligently on the school's Healthy Kids program for the upcoming school year. Now, I have put together a visual aid for you to view while I speak so that you could get a better idea of what I'm saying. He does an over-the-top perfect squat, picks up the poster board, and puts it on the easel. Does a couple extra squats for the hell of it. As you can see, the guy with big muscles at the top, that's me, he represents health actualization. These are kettlebells, boxes here to jump on, and tractor tires for flipping. He accidentally knocks his pen off the podium. Oops, uh, I seem to have knocked my pen off the podium. Let me get that real quick. I apologize. He jumps down, does a burpee, grabs a pen, jumps back up. You know, full extension in the air. Uh, Actually, now that I think about it, I'm a little tired today. And you know what? You guys seem a little out of it too, and it's always good to keep the blood flowing. It burns calories, makes you less depressed and die at a more appropriate age. Uh, So why doesn't everybody stand up and just jump up and down? Pretend you have a jump rope. The actual rope is just for show anyways. All right, good, good. You guys are doing great. Everybody is jump roping now. Um, You guys are doing great. I see you, Tom. Good work, and that's nice. Go ahead and sit back down. Good work, everybody. I'm very proud of all of you. I feel refreshed. Um, Now back to my plan. Over here... You can see that kids are fat. He's back at the visual aid. Um, kids are fat, swimming in candy, playing FIFA 2016, drinking Mountain Dew mixed with Dr. Pepper. And over here, kids are eating vegetables and not drinking anything with calories, doing one-armed overhead squat presses, muscle-ups, and a weekly 24-hour fast. As I alluded to, as I alluded to above, I will be changing the lunch menu to the way they had it in the 70s. Not the 1970s, but 70 BC. (laughs) If cavemen didn't eat it, neither will our children. Water, meat, green vegetables, nothing else. If it is more than one ingredient, then it can go in more than one trash can. (laughs) He drops down into a deep squat and just sits there and starts talking to the audience. Okay, that's my time. Email me your thoughts and questions at (laughs) superjcrossfitgodprotein.com. Thank you. He flexes, does five jumping jacks, leans into the mic, CrossFit, and then he exits. Blackout. Great. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. It's That's so super sweet. funny. 
So now I just know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, that's the thing. Oh, you tell weird. them how not funny it really was. Yeah, that's the you thing. just lied. Great, 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 great. So yeah. uh, <laughs> how, do we, um, how do we make it better? Like, so for example, did yeah. we hit the game right? Could it be trimmed up at the top? Where do you think it can be made? Cool, yeah. Okay, so I have a couple uh, uh, specific thoughts. One thought that is uh, um, very specific is I think you... Um, literally said the word crossfit too soon oh okay interesting um i know you want to hit the game um early uh and like on the you know you want to hit it in the first page and in a really clear way but i think that you're robbing yourself of a bigger laugh because when you say crossfit like uh, i came to my crossfit gym people are going to giggle at that but then as soon as CrossFit is, is introduced to them, they're going to jump to this is a CrossFit guy. So I think you sit on it for just a little bit longer. Okay. And say, like, because you want to get that really satisfying, there's a potentially really satisfying moment of, of this guy being like, uh, I have, like, uh, a plan for the school lunches. Yada, 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 grounded, 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 CrossFit. Uh, uh, just rhythmically, I think you can have more control over when the audience realizes who this guy is. So is it still the first move? It just needs to actually happen later. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the way that you say that, too, I think is funny because mm-hmm. it could just be like, like, did I uh, mention that I do CrossFit a lot? And then just on to the next thing. Like, like he yeah. kind of drops it subtly maybe even. So is it, so let me ask this, is it, which is funnier? Cause I think that that's, I think that there's a lot of truth to that. So is it funnier to then be like, um, is it funnier to go to sort of drop it subtly and still coyly be, I know it's annoying to talk about CrossFit mm-hmm. or is it funnier to just be like, I do CrossFit and then move on. And then just say it 15 more times. <laughs> right. I think, like, both I think it depends. Yeah, I yeah. think they're yeah. two different They're two different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think right now, as it's written, it uh, straddles the line a little bit. And you can right. firm it up either way you want to. There's one version of it that's very funny where this guy is, like, screaming at these people. And, like, it's forcing them out of their seats to jump rope. Um, and, like, ranting about the, like, future of our children depends on CrossFit. Or there's another version of it, which I think is closer to what you've written. Because that's the, I what think I was trying funnier. to avoid was the Sean T or the... Yeah, yeah, because that's, yeah, it's a little, uh, a little, yeah. I think the other take is a little more interesting and is literally what you labeled, which is, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be one of those guys who just brings up CrossFit. Um, I know it can be annoying. So, yeah, I do it, but, like, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, so yeah, so the moves, I think the moves you have are great. Um, the, the things that are really funny to me are especially the paleo diet because that's the first move that I don't see coming. That was the first move that was, like, truly, truly a heightening and surprise to me and then also just having him sit in a squat and talk to okay the pta is very funny as well um prior to that a lot of the moves feel like a little listy 
um, uh, like the specifics are great, but there's so many CrossFit specifics that I think you run the risk of the audience um, like exhausting their okay. uh, their interest in CrossFit specifics. Um, and then I think the other the other like and my main general thought about this piece is um uh what's funny to us is this guy wants to be a good superintendent but cannot help but bring up crossfit so what's funny is not that he brings up crossfit it's that he doesn't want to but is compelled to so right. like he knows how annoying mm-hmm. he's being but he just can't help himself exactly like yes like i know it, yes, it's annoying, but if you just came to the, like, you would understand, like, why I get so excited about this stuff. Um, so just, like, just sprinkle in a little bit more of that, like, emotional point of view. And not like a, and, and when you say sprinkle, you mean, like, don't just, like, saturate the whole thing with that. But just in a couple choice spots, make sure to bring that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I think the way that you do that is by moving away from the crossfit specifics this guy is just gonna talk like when you're describing like the current state of health in des moines and like like over here are the fat kids let's go ahead and just like really ground that let's make that as real as possible and because this guy is probably a good superintendent you know he probably knows that 62 percent of the students that attend school in the like des moines county district uh, come from households with a history of obesity um, and are genetically predisposed to like experience obesity at some point in their life. And then, oh, what do you know? Here's a thing about that that makes him think about CrossFit. And he has that moment of struggle of like, well, honestly, the the clearest way, honestly, the clearest way to communicate this is probably just like, and then that's where your CrossFit specific goes. Okay. Uh, and it's fun to, I think, like a, a reason that I think that that would maybe help this is because um, uh, I, I think audiences really enjoy seeing like dynamic characters. Right. Um, and uh, so seeing this guy be like, on the one hand, just like a good bureaucrat who is a little like thinky and maybe a little slow and very intentional and is conscientious about the fact that he doesn't want to you know overstep his bounds uh and see that guy shift into like into crossfit mode people i think people will love that shift and so that shift should be very obvious then too or like when he speaks about crossfit like the passion he has for it should show yeah i think when he goes i think it's like he's almost like a crossfit werewolf Oh, that's great. I like that. Okay. Uh, and he can't help but go into beast mode at certain points. Uh, and that could be, I mean, I don't know if you want to, that's like maybe a little too heightened, but that could be uh, fun to play with as well if you want to, of having him like truly go into just like beast mode and then come out of it and experience it kind of in the way that someone would. Like, uh, oh, 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 God. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did I, was I, was I doing burpees? <laughs> it just... It, it just happens. I just go into burpees. The other day, I was picking my daughter up, and 
uh, I don't know. Like, uh, overhead squatted her 15 times and I didn't mean to. And I didn't mean to. She's my daughter's, my own daughter's afraid of me now. And I don't want the children of Des Moines to be afraid of me. I just want them to be healthy. Um, and as long as he has that in sort of endearing perspective of like, I just want the kids to be healthier than their parents. Yeah. You can't really hate him. And I think that's important with character monologues, uh, especially because uh, I think it's important that we always root for uh, the character. Um, and even in imp- like improv and sketch where there's like a, a clear, unusual person, like to an extent, we want to be on that person's side. And so when you're doing a character monologue, it's a little more difficult. It's just one extra step. You have to voice of reason yourself. You have to straight man yourself. You have to ground yourself instead of having other people to do it for you. So this guy is currently mostly crazy and just needs a little bit more of that like pers- of that grounding perspective. Okay. Do you let Great. the world around you dictate that ground? Because that's a really interesting point to me that I've never thought of before. Like as a character mo- monologue, you have to ground yourself, or else it gets mm-hmm. people won't buy it, right? Yeah. So do you do do you do that by having the character check in vocally, or introduce like things that are off stage or people that are off stage? That yeah, I, I think mean, both work, okay. uh, and like I, in this. In the case of this character, he's in a in a situation where he's primed for like uh, someone to be like, yes, so like so sorry, you know, chief of PTA Sue Anderson or whatever. Like she probably, yeah, someone probably like snaps him back to reality, and he's able to be like, you're right, I'm so sorry, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to get uh, so intense. Uh, back, I'll head back to my presentation. Right. So I miss some of the setup a little bit. Is it? Is this guy just pitching on the healthiness and using CrossFit as that? Yeah. So um, I was sort of had to wing it because this originally the original monologue was a senator talking about talking to the Senate about being. Um, but then it was like, why would he ever bring up CrossFit in that situation? So we changed it, and I didn't or I changed it and I didn't, uh, um, change all the, like I noticed as, as I was reading out loud, cause it was an older draft that I hadn't changed all the, um, stage directions. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of winging the stage directions as I went. Um, but I, the, the premise is he is the superintendent of the school and he's remanufacturing the healthy kids program, which is diet, phys ed, gym. That uh, maybe that stuff needs to be explained better too. Well, I was thinking of like, and this is a, kind of take it or leave it thing like what i think it's funny to me for him to take crossfit like to use crossfit principles and things that are not physical or health related like say like it's a pta meeting and um they're talking about all right the kids need to uh just remember for parents that drop off their kids in the bus zone to not park in this thing like it's an issue or something like like he's reading, like he's at a PTA meeting, he's reading all the issues that are coming up. And one of them is, you know, cars are blocking the buses. So there's nothing that, that from a normal person's brain can connect CrossFit to why buses are doing that. So finding more examples like that, I think. So then find a way to make CrossFit matter. Like what can you do? How can CrossFit fix that Mm -hmm. situation? Yeah. And that, that's like such a great pitch because like the game of the character, as you uh, have like kind of labeled it in the, in what you've written is brings up 
CrossFit in inappropriate circumstances. So make it as inappropriate as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like we have, we're planning, uh, just a reminder upcoming, we're planning a memorial for, uh, uh, Dan Fosselman, the student that, uh, walked on the train tracks, uh, and, uh, killed himself. Um, you know, mental health is very important. Mental health, exercise, exercise, CrossFit, <laughs> like he, he'll right. always find a way to get there. Right. Um, yeah, I, I love that. And, yeah, I like that too. And, and even, and there's, there's other ways to do it too, where like, this is, there's a, 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 like I mentioned, one of my favorite moves was like, he just goes into a squat hold and continues to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, yeah, there's other ways to find like surprising CrossFit moves that don't just have to do with his explanation of the program. Like, uh, okay, so I'm just going to run through the budget items for this upcoming quarter. Uh, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to go into a squat hold while I do that, just because uh, every opportunity is an opportunity to improve your physical health. Mm-hmm. And then he just literally reads normal budget items <laughs> while squat. holding a squat. And then That's maybe funny. halfway through switches into another exercise, because you can probably get a free laugh going from the squat to then going into a plank. Maybe, or yeah. I, I, think th- I think it's funny. there's something yeah. like, uh, people, uh, I think people in this case in particular, people would really respond to seeing, um, uh, the performer try to hold a, a squat, squat as long as possible. Right. Oh, that's funny too. Um, so then maybe it, let, let me see. If that's really funny. Just holding a squat. Okay. Um, uh, that's so hard to do. Uh, <laughs> like it'd be impossible. Um, yeah. but like if. So then, in this I mean, situation, not impossible. Not impossible. <laughs> it's, it's impossible it's for doable. a guy like me to do. Not you impossible. Don't, don't they also do the like time things on the board? Like, don't they put like people's rank, like oh, at a CrossFit yeah, gym? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do something with that. Oh, that's really oh, fun. That's I didn't know funny. that. Like rank people. Like, I don't know how. Like how long it took them to sit down in their chairs or something. Yeah, or I would like pull out a board like. Um, like say he's going through like like budget stuff, and then mm-hmm. he pulls out. Oh, what's this? Like. Like it's a sheet that he made that shows like it's almost like a, a Michael Scott office where he like puts pictures up of him kissing a girl in a projection. Like they don't fit in there, but he oh, does right. it just to kind of show off. Oh sure, yeah. You know, like little surprise yeah. things like that. Like just different ways that you can flavor your presentation with dropping in CrossFit. Yeah, you wouldn't expect it. And then right. so so does that make the Healthy Kids program the first thing on the docket? Because that's where CrossFit makes the most sense. Yeah, but then you move on to the you move on to the to the car situation. Then you move on to the memorial because that's more heightened than the car. Yeah, um, I mean now that like now that it sounds like we've kind of like um, locked in to what we really are enjoying playing with. I think w- what's going to happen is you'll come up with too many beats. Um, so yeah, start in the one that makes the most sense. Start in the healthy kids program. And then yeah, pick two or three of your other favorites and move on. There is one like reality specific question that I have though, which is like, uh, uh, I think a potential point of confusion for audience members. Uh, so when I think of, so it sounds like this, as it's written, it sounds like this guy is like presenting to people who are authority figures above him. But in my mind, a superintendent is the person who would be, like, the head of that council. Oh, he's supposed to be talking to the PTA, which is parents. Um, okay, so is he, is he, I guess, is he high or low status relative to them? High status. Okay. If there's, I don't know why, but there's just, like, some, uh, there was something about a line uh, at the beginning that made me think he was, like, low status and these people had authority over him. 
Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what it was. I'll fish through there and find that and get rid of it. Yeah, because I didn't. And maybe, and it may have been kind of a leftover line from when he was a senator speaking to the Senate, where they're all kind of the same status or something. Mm-hmm. It could have been something that didn't translate well when I changed. And it. I would pitch. This is. I think this is like a take it or leave it thought. But I would pitch maybe putting making him someone who is low status, um, relative to the the council because. Um, uh, because then it makes his unusual behavior even more unusual. Like a superintendent who can't help but uh, bring up CrossFit is funny, uh, is funny. Um, but there's ultimately no like. What are the consequences for him? You know, like annoying being like nobody being likes annoying. Him. Yeah, if it's someone, if it's a gym teacher who's presenting to who's like the people who are ostensibly his bosses then the consequences of him not being able to stop bringing up crossfit are are uh are are weightier right so that's just something i don't know like that's not a fully formed thought but that's just something to keep in mind okay that's interesting is like if it matters if what's funny to us is that they can't help but bring up crossfit then we only benefit from making it matter a lot that they continually bring it up okay yeah yeah is kale crushing it i know dude kale (laughs) crushing it yeah. Um, that was great, man. Okay, good. Do you have I any I mean, do you so. have any other thoughts or is that kind of No, I think that like pretty generally encapsulates it. Like it's a, it has a clear label as to what we find funny. It has fun specifics. Um so it's just kind of heightening and pacing that needs to be it, Yeah, the rhythm of it and uh and I think also like what Jeremiah was saying, like there's some really fun surprising ways to play it that right have not yet been put on paper right that would be fun i, I like the idea of trying to find because then i think and also as a writer you get that fun part of like okay so here's a thing now how do i justify this with crossfit mm-hmm. get the like, reverse yeah, yeah, yeah. engineer yeah the yeah the funny thing how they connect yeah, yeah that'd absolutely. be a lot of fun great awesome man Cool. Thanks, Thanks so much for coming, man. Yeah, yeah of course. Being Thanks so this. much for having me. You have any plugs? You want to plug? Uh... Oh, um, I don't know. If people want to find me on Twitter, I'm mm-hmm. at Kale Ethan. Um, if you want to see me at UCB, Herald Night on Mondays, Mod Night, fourth Wednesday of the month, Characters Welcome, second Wednesday of the month. Busy man. And also at the Inner Sanctum or Sunset or Franklin or the Clubhouse pretty much every other night of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try to keep try to keep busy. I'll see you out there. Yeah. 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 And then also uh we uh every week we have uh we don't have a tagline for our show. Oh great. So what do you think the tagline for our show should be, Kel? Um uh okay, so the show's fish out of water. Uh, this is the kind of thing that I'm very bad at. <laughs> How much time do I have? Like, we yeah. might be here the rest that's, of the day. That's great, yeah. Uh, fish out of water. Uh, 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 <laughs> okay. okay, fish out of water. <laughs> no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, Impro- we talked about improvising at the top. This, <laughs> this is what it's for, baby. It all leads to this. Uh, 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 to make the right bits, you got to have the right bait. Ah, <laughs> that was worth it. That was great. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Good. Thanks, I'm glad. Thanks, Carol. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yep.
been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.